This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Let's make America great again. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Munt from Bow Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunch Bucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. It's really, really not that good. Episode number 113 of the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast, right here in lovely Sherrard, Illinois, right here at 1600 Buckslayer Place. We are right here in the Bucketorium. I'm Steve, in the studio right now, right this second, as you're listening, well, not as you're listening, but as we're recording, we got the lovely Kurt, the lovely Eric, the lovely Mark, Rife, and the lovely Papa Dave. And before we get into it, guys, um, if you're listening to this, it's probably Veterans Day, so this podcast right here is dedicated to all the men and women who have served this country, past, present, and future. Happy Veterans Day to you. We're going to crack uh, a cold one here for you. Oh, I need one. Yeah, well, go go crack one as I keep talking. But, uh, you know, any vets that we've shouted out in the past, future, thank you guys for your service so much. Boom. Cheers to that, brother. Cheers to that. We're drinking American lagers, Cheers. not Russian Pilsners, whatever they drink over there. <laughs> Pilsner vodka, but... Um, Pilsners. <laughs> Those damn Russian Pilsners. Yeah. But uh, th- seriously, guys, uh, happy Veterans Day to all you vets out there. Um, one vet in particular wishing you good luck. Racks and beards. Yeah, well, so uh, we... basically the luck of the podcast, if, if you guys know, um, the luck of the podcast rubs off on our guests. 
and people that we've had or involved with on the show. And normally we'll do an episode or whatever. We'll give them a shout out. Then the big buck or doe or whatever mm-hmm. happens. Um, so a lot of people have been sending in luck of the podcast pictures of them and their uh, bow hunting success um, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, look us up on there, workingclassbowhunter.com. You can email it through there. If you get, if you're a listener of the show and you can prove you listen or like our page and send it to us, give us a rating on iTunes or something like that, and we'll put it on our uh, on our website in the trophy room category. So, mm-hmm. um, Boom. yeah. So don't be afraid to check that out. Um, you know, we'll get we'll come back to racks and beards, but um, we've got a pretty big announcement. And this is super cool, guys. The podcast. You know, we move along each and every week. You know, we have some wonderful partners, HHA Sports. I, man, I am loving, loving my Kingpin Light. My, my HHA so is on fire. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that a little bit, too. Um, Badlands Packs, I, I'm I'm super thrilled with everything I got. I'm, I'm getting ready to order me something else uh, from those guys. Love everything they do. Great lifetime warranty. Smith's Custom Meats and Deer Processing, which, uh, Kurt, you've... Uh, you've Seen Scott recently a couple times. A couple times. We'll, yeah, yeah. We'll get into that. And this is pretty big, guys. We're now brought to you by Scent Crusher. Um, if you heard episode 112, which would have been the, the one the previous before this, right? the previous. Um, this is 113, so if this you just is one th- minus one is 112. Um, if you Good guys math, can do that Kurt. math, Good we math. can get you right along. You can listen <laughs> yeah. to that episode. Exactly. So if you just heard it, um, you know, we talked to Dan Drake and – you know, we we're, we've been trying out some of their stuff, and we're absolutely thrilled. I mean, they've got a great line of products, and as it a is working incredible man, stuff, it is. It'll you blow know, your mind if you haven't listened to the previous episode. Go listen. You know, we go into it. Um, you know, we talk about. You know, if you get their get some of their things like the the um, the ozone go bag, and then the or the uh, not the the ozone go. And then you get in the, the bag, the gear in the bag. bag, the gear bag. Well, the thing is, like, if you're unfamiliar with it, like he, uh, Dan was talking about the, we'll just talk about this real quick. Is the the smell ozone gives off at first? Like, it's kind of like, whoa, what what is that? But once it hits oxygen, it's still like he said, if it, you still smell it, it's fighting bacteria. Yeah, it's the way Absolutely. I understood yep. it. Yep. Um, so it's kind of a bizarre smell. Um, per, me personally, like, I don't like to be around the smell. So, but which is fine. I let my bag do its thing. I let my closet do its thing. I'll actually run the ozone go. Um, if I'm no, I got to go in and get some gear ready out of my closet or my bag. I'll have the ozone go running in the car, and then I'll either what I'll do is I'll either take it out, unplug it while it ran for a half hour, or I'll run the fan or my my vent uh-huh. over it, and it'll dissipate the ozone throughout my car a little better. See, it, so. and I think it's different for everyone because I just run mine all the time. Yeah, yeah. it don't bother you yeah, at all. Twenty four seven, I do, and you know it's you know one thing that uh, you know now that we've gotten more familiar with the stuff. Um, the one thing that we didn't talk about is like how easy it is that gear bag. See, I've got a perfect setup. I put all my stuff in my envoy in my back seat, and I run a cord. And I've got one where it's like because uh, it was like one of the luxury models, so you've got like air conditioning. You've got a twelve volt adapter back there for the back seat. <laughs> it's a luxury no, I'm not envoy. just saying for the whole car. I'm hey, saying quit, for the back. Quit trying to church it up. It's got I'm leather. Saying, I'm saying it's got leather on half a seat still. No, um, it, it, in the back seat it has a twelve volt adapter. Too like you know, and I you run it in there, and you can put it. All you do is you hit on up like three or four times until it hits the thirty, and you just leave it. It's so easy. And the ozone go, you just plug it right in. Well, even if you got like a ten minute drive to your stand, you can put on five minutes or ten yeah. minutes and give yeah. it a quick bake. And 
Well, my dad has the bag, and you have an actual like a like a plug in in the bed of your truck with your tonneau cover, and you just turn it on in there and drive, and it just runs and cycle in the back. Yep, it's awesome. It's incredible. Um, so yeah, good products, and uh, I mean, a lot of people might say, "Oh yeah, you're being bought out," but no, we're not. Oh, we we really we use this stuff. I used it for three weeks before Dan was on the show, and uh, I really love it. It's convenient. It's easy to use, and I. You know, I'm, it works. I'm, I'm it a works. skeptic. It does work. I think it really does. I'm a skeptic for anything cover scent. I really am. I, I want to hear what these companies have to say about their cover scent, and I will try it, but at the same time, I'm a skeptic the entire time, all yeah. the way through. Do you guys um, want to know what so sold me? My work boots. Kurt, you smelled those. Do yeah, it smelled like everybody smelled lonely. Oh, it smelled like a cat pissed on shit, and you put it in the microwave, then buried it and dug it back up, lit it on fire, and it sat in Steve's car for like three months. In so the, in the mid of summer, yeah, and it's weird. And, it, and it's weird. I still don't even have those work boots broke, broke it, broke oh, in yet. You oh know, but I put them in the bag and I put a thirty minute cycle on there and your boots disintegrated <laughs> <laughs> no the uh, the ozone the, the, actually the thing started coming in, it like clicked it's like beep 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 steve come here beep 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 yeah we can't do this son <laughs> but no i put them in there and like amy would not let me keep them in the house anymore at at this point because of how bad they would stink i, I didn't think i could get that but i put them in there dude like, and I, I took them out and she's like you know I, she looks at the boots and she goes Oh my God! I go, yeah, son. It really does the job. <laughs> it's science. I, well, it, it blew my mind. I was like, "There's no way." So now I don't even shower. I just use the ozone going. I just <laughs> go on my merry way, man. I've got a terrible butt rash, but well, I'm good. Like, man. The closet you good. can fit about ten of Steve's in. He so sleeps in the closet. Yep. <laughs> like a vampire, just straps himself in. Dan is listening back on this episode. He's like, "Why?" Uh, he's I? shaking his yeah. head. He's like, "Oh, <laughs> oh no. no!" He's going, "Why Boy, did I agree I did. to do business with these guys?" Oh, oh. no, I gotta. <laughs> Steve's like, "Man, my butt itches. I took a shower." Oh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> he's like, ozone go, baby. Yeah, no, I, I seriously, like, I put that in there, and I know, like, a lot of, uh, I was talking to somebody who smokes cigarettes, and, man, they have that in there, and they're like, I, you can't even smell cigarette smoke anymore. Well, even now, like, someone new gets in my truck or that hasn't been in there for a while, they're like, what's that smell? I'm like, what is it? And they're trying to guess. I'm like, it doesn't really smell like anything, does it? Like, it's got an odor to her, but I can't it, really tell what it is. It's not bad or nothing. No. But, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to doing some work with them guys, and. Hopefully more to come from them, and if anyone has any questions, I mean, Dan's an awesome guy, and um, let us know. You know, what do you guys really think about it? We'll tell you. Um, it's so far so so good, and uh, I love it. High yeah. quality stuff. It's durable and it, it works as far as I'm concerned. So, so um, moving on, Kurt, do you have uh, shout outs? Racks and beards. Okay, yes, so we need to talk about he, this. He needs some love. Some. Um, some are, we, are we blessing him right now? His yeah. real name's Chris Rogers, but we're calling him by his Instagram name, so like he's Let's, super hood. Yeah, so um, <laughs> he's just had a struggle, man. Like, he's had shooters in range, and uh, we keep in contact with him quite a bit. He, he tags us in a lot of stuff. Great and, supporter of the show. Yeah, and uh, he always has been. And so let's, we're going to rub some. Uh, I wish I had a little wand sound bite that I could. <laughs> you get some luck. You get some luck. You we'll crack a beer luck. for this man. Just wave your hand over the mic yeah. or something. So you know. big shout out to him. Hopefully his luck turns around. Everyone that listens, hopefully you uh, you get the, the critter you've been chasing. Uh, big shout out to Brian and Billy Johnson. Uh, I work with them, and they discovered the podcast and listened to it a lot for some reason. Um, and I don't know <laughs> I don't how they know don't. Why. I don't know how they don't hate me. Because they work with me and they listen to my voice in like the tractor and at work, and I'm just like, 
man, I'm surprised you guys don't hate me, but uh, thanks for listening. It's uh, it means a lot. Did so, they discover it before they knew you? No, no. Oh, yeah. They're hunters and stuff, but they, uh, I mean, obviously, I just kind of yeah. told them about it, and they're one of them was like, "What was that? What do you do?" And then they just both listen, so it's it's pretty cool. Um, moving right along, let's get into the podcast here. So, the luck that you want to rub off on, you know, give it to our buddy Chris. Which thank you for your service again, Chris. Uh, we're not speaking of Russian. You, your, you, my friend, have had uh, a pretty good last weekend, I would say. Well, we can start with my dad's luck. We never really oh, discussed yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. He, was, he was before. We did Kurt. not get to that. All right, let's let's backtrack the week before. <laughs> Dad, you might have to scoot up to your mic a little bit here. And if you don't want to talk a lot, I can tell the story because I know you're not a big podcaster. No, that's all right. I'm fine. Um, so it was like October 21st. 21st, 22nd, the weekend. Well, it was a Friday night, October. I think it was October 21st. Um, sitting in a stand, uh I think this is my first sit in that stand. It was? it was. So this spot that we were sitting in was it's a creek, a creek line, and there's maybe or creek line depends what hollow you're from. Um, <laughs> maybe the timber there is like what an maybe an acre and a half. No, no, two it's acres? probably three or four. Nah, you think that much? Maybe? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's it's kind of out. It's isolated. It's island. By two big rolling hills, you can't really see. But it the deer the love them small parcels. Yeah, I've and, never and, seen a doe in there. It's all bucks. Is yeah. all it was, and it's surrounded by beans and corn. Wait, you made that sound like that's a problem. No, oh. what well, the thing is now is there's nothing in there. Oh there's yeah, no yeah, does okay, there. Okay. yeah. <laughs> so it's it's a good early season. And Man, it, I've never seen and, any does or buck bucks. It's making me angry. It, that sounds weird, but where it's at is it, it doesn't connect to anything. Like, the deer have to go out of their way to get out there, and I think the bucks spend their time there in bachelor groups in the summer and, and move out, and someone's really breathing so what you're saying right is now. So what you're saying is there's a big party going on there yeah, it's in a, the summer. It, right. Dude, it's a stag house is yep. what it is. Yep. <laughs> right. Yeah. So... And it's new property to us, so yeah. it's our first year hunting it. Um, we threw cameras up early season and got some pictures of a few nice bucks on there. And you had hunted it a few times before me, Kurt. I don't think you'd seen Just a couple of times. Yeah. But Daddy had to show you how it's done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, you, like, what, you were just sitting in the stand. It's like in a pinch point on the creek, and... Uh, we gotta get you a pop filter on that mic, Dad. But it's uh, <laughs> um, basically you had a buck move in and the beans. Well, yeah, it was uh, actually I'd been sitting there a couple hours. It was still relatively early. Um, it was six o'clock. It was getting dark at that time, right around seven, seven ten. And I happened to hear something behind me, which was straight downwind from me. This is. This is just after we started using uh, Scent Crusher. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I wasn't expecting it to come in on the beans. I was expecting it to follow the creek line and come in there because there was a couple paths in front of us. So I was just sitting there, and I heard some crunching in behind me. And I turned around and... So you turned around after this uh, this deer uh, came into the beans. Oh, give us a second here. Yeah, put the pop filter on. <laughs> I heard a little crunching, and I turned around. And I'd seen, you know, antlers straight out in the beans, probably eight yards away from me. 
And the thing is that we really didn't trim anything up going out in the bean field. Um, we were more looking for shots in the timber. Well, there, that sounds kind of dumb, but there's such a heavy pinch point right there and a good trail running through that I didn't want to trim too much on the other side because once the leaves were gone, we would have been wide out in the open. Right, right. So, I mean, I had plenty of time to get my bow, stand up, turn around. And the thing about it is I had just a couple small little areas that I could actually through, shoot through. Um, so I ended up flinging my first arrow at this deer, and it hit it right in the shoulder. Well, you got to talk where it, it was like, what, eight yards, nine yards? <laughs> yeah, it was, eight, it was eight yards, which, you know, you would think it would be an easy dead-on shot, but because I didn't have good shooting lanes. You kind of had to squeeze one in there. Yeah, I squeezed one in, and it stuck right in the, the shoulder bone. Which is a devastating thing, and it's a... It sucks that it happens, and it's something that bow hunters have to deal with, and it's just... But it happens to everyone, It's though. part of the game. Yeah. We've, mo, I yep. would say if you've been bow hunting long enough, you've hit a deer in the shoulder. Yep. And it's you watch the arrow hit, and there's not a lot of penetration. And, and you're just like, oh, Yeah, it's just no. the worst feeling. Yep. We've all been there. I mean, raise your hand if you have been. Everyone in here. Mark hasn't. Yep. Nope. Yeah. Mark's oh, never man. hit a deer in the shoulder. Oh, Mr. Sharpshooter over here. Mark, perfect know. shot. No, I've hit him back, not front for some reason. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if that's better or worse. Uh, probably better. Better. It's probably better, probably better. ain't it? It's, it's got to be better. It's better. They die that way for sure. As Sometimes as you, you can, can lose them. a deer that doesn't, if you hit it in the shoulder, it don't die. Sometimes. Right. As long as you don't run in the river and pull it Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't want to say anything. I didn't say I found every deer I hit. I just said I've never actually hit one in the shoulder. I didn't mean to make it. I didn't, I didn't mean to jab at you, Mark. <laughs> sorry. All right, Dad. Sorry. So you, the first arrow hits this deer in the shoulder. Yeah, and I thought it was a pretty good hit. This deer, you know, did the traditional kick and turned and ran right in the woods where I was sitting. Ran up to the creek and stopped. And I'm like, I got to do something. Right, well, you think you've wounded this deer already. You got to get another arrow in it. Uh, yeah, and he's got his back facing me, so it was like... Quartering away-ish. Yeah, quartering away a lot. So... I knew I had to take another shot, so I was aiming right to where I could shoot through, like, the upper part of the body into the vitals and put it put a pretty good hit on him on the second arrow. And then uh, that's when I called you. Of course, I couldn't see my arrow. So I was, like, 40 minutes away hunting in another, uh, another like, little spot. I, we drive out, go to where your second arrow was, find good blood immediately, like really, really good blood. Deer runs down through the creek. You can see blood on each side of the creek right. going and, through the creek. And this was two hours after I shot him because we sat till dark, and then right. you you came out, so it was two hours left. Yeah, Sam and I came out, and then this deer, the, since this the timber is so small, he ran out, and I'm like, well, if he made, makes it out of this timber, I don't know what he's going to do because he's going to run out into an open field. So, but we, that's a, if it's if it's cornfield, that could be bad news because you got the stalks, you know, still sticking up. You well, got to lay it, it down, or, and it was they just picked it a couple days before that, right. right? So this deer, I'm like, okay, he's staying in the timber, staying in the timber, takes it, exits out of the timber, and I'm like, okay, this deer's out in the field now. 
what the hell is he doing? It was good blood. Yeah, real good blood. It was real good blood. It, we were like shining the flashlight saying, well, he's got to be. Like, yeah, I kept shining up through the field. I'm like, any minute now, he's got to be bedded. You think so, you're just going to walk up on him at Right. Second, I figured yeah. you'd see him, yeah. or at least if he was alive, see him bedded. So anyway, this deer does a big loop running east-west all the way around back to the other side of this creek line that we can hunt into the CRP. So I'm like, okay, our wind's blowing to him. And this is one thing, back to our blood trail conversation, Mark, the, a couple episodes yep. you were on too with us. We talk about skill in trailing, blood trailing skills. And I feel like my skills from this year and well, from this year and <laughs> yeah. last year have gotten, I'm confident. As in, mm-hmm. you kind of, the more you, the more blood trails you go on, you learn to think logically and not let your excitement of, well, we've got blood, we got to keep going. Mm-hmm. You yeah. can't let That's that overpower because no, that right. will, you'll screw yourself real quick. Right. And you can have really good blood just like we had in, just right. like what we had last year on your deer. Right. And it just it doesn't mean that they're going to die right away. You got to nope. give them yep. time sometimes. Yep. So you got to know when to back out. Exactly. You got to make that call and it's a sucky call to make, but it's yep. like Cuz then you stay up all night thinking about it, but it's the right call to make in the end. And another thing is when you're blood trail, think about your wind. Mm. You have to think yep. about your wind. So this deer looped around and what he was doing is getting around to where he could get bedded. To where if something came from where danger would come from, he was going to smell it. And that's what we did. He hit the drainage ditch, headed back towards the CRP. We looped around. I'm like, whoa, our wind's blowing straight into that CRP. Like, let's trail it up 50 more yards. Make sure we know he for sure went to, to like, on this path into the CRP. We'll stick an arrow on the ground. We'll back out the same way we came all the way back around. We'll come back in the morning. Right. And so, that's a good point to make real quick. You know, if you ever find blood and you have to go back in the morning, that's what I do. Stick an arrow right in the ground. It'll be there tomorrow. Right. Yep. And great oh, marker. Hopefully. Yep. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Out in the middle of a cornfield. Yeah, man. Hey, <laughs> right. hey some, some poacher come by, man. Hey, let me grab this arrow. It's so, <laughs> brand new. It so, was actually in the drainage way, a grass drainage Yeah, it was way. in the drainage that leads in and, like, meanders through this uh, CRP. So we came back the next morning, and I'm like, okay, he's either – my guess was that he was bedded in that CRP and laid overnight and died. Right. Well, <laughs> we get trailing, get it back on blood. This deer followed the path through the CRP, never went into the grass, and I'm like, this is not good. So he just followed the edge of it then? Yeah, he, he walked followed. right down the middle of the goddamn path and oh, walked really? straight through, and I'm like, he's <laughs> yeah. not bedding in the CRP. <laughs> this is not good. No, and, and the blood started getting less and less. Yeah, really. and I'm like, Ew, what's going on? So the CRP just ends, and you look up, and there's a little patch of trees straight west, and there's a little strip of trees to the south. And right. I'm like, Hedro. I had my binos, and I'm like, he's either in that patch of trees, dead, he's dead in the creek from here to there, or he's dead in that strip. And we kind of, we lost blood. And you guys were all kind of walking around, and I'm like, I'm going to go in this patch of trees. This deer's got to be in this patch right. of trees. I seen you up in the trees, so I decided to check the fence row. So I'm walking. I kind of creep up the hill, and I'm getting in here, and there's like every tree is rubbed up. <laughs> Everything's scraped up. I'm like, dang, little honey hole. And this is half-acre patch of trees, if maybe. That. It's like a hillside that runs down to this creek. It's real steep. It'd be perfect for a deer to lay in. It's a honey hole, man. I it's get up to hole. the south side of that hill, look down, I start walking. I see blood just pouring down through this, and I'm like, oh back out i'm like get up here that i guarantee that deer is better than here right we get back up in there walk to where i see in the blood and i'm like okay dad you go first you got your bow right when we took a step past where i had stepped the first time when i was up there initially by myself boom that deer gets up and i'm like 
oh, there he is. He's got nowhere to go. It's the only other patch of trees for miles, maybe a couple miles. Yeah, definitely. It's like farm country. I drop everything, grab my rangefinder out of the pack. I think I grabbed you by the handle on your backpack. <laughs> and I'm like, let's go. And we just start running. I run up to the field, look, see the deer isn't running down the creek line. And then he dodged back in the woods. And I saw a spot embedded. And I'm like, you're, you're at full draw. I'm like, shoot him at the... Uh, 40. 40. I'm Because there was grass in the way. Yeah. And this deer uh, hurt. Kurt was the scout right there, man. Yeah. I, yeah, I had a, a really bad rangefinder at the, at the time. Oh, call out when did you do? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, the, I'm picking up the CRP grass in front of him, and he's bedded a little bit behind it. I'm like, shoot him for 40 right over his back. Mm. Deer stands up. And, and this sounds awful because, you know, the deer's wounded overnight, but it's our respons- responsibility to get in there and finish the job. It's right. Like, and you-, you know what? And you've got to put the extra effort into finding the deer you shot. Right. Yeah. It doesn't sound bad because everyone's been there and done it. Right. But yeah. to someone that doesn't hunt and doesn't understand it. So this deer stands up. I'm like, hit him at 35. You smoked him at 35. He's still standing there. Didn't even, like, react. I'm like, hit him again. He's still standing there. Hit him again. Boom. Put another one in him. Hit him again. Boom. Deer runs, lays down, and dies. We backed out, gave him a time, just in case. Mm-hmm. Backed out, waited 30 minutes, came back. Big eight-pointer. What I met right at, like, 140s. 140? Yeah, right 140s. I think it had three inches in deduction. Yeah. Wait a second. So you're telling me this deer had four arrows in him? Yeah, this deer took yes, four sir. arrows. Move. So he I, took two muzzy. He took three muzzies and a schwacker. Yeah. <laughs> what did him in the schwacker? He took two. No, he, actually, the schwacker was the forty-yard shot that over, oh. over his back. <laughs> he took. <laughs> he took four muzzies. Dang. Yep. I want to ask Mark how you know because we, we we've talked about you know how how some deer will drop and stuff you know how quickly does like blood clot do you know that. I uh, don't really know as far as that goes time wise. Um, if they keep, if you keep a deer moving, obviously it won't clot as fast. If they, that's why they bed down sometimes too. You know, even to the, let it slow down yeah, and let try it build and get up. the yeah, try and get the clotting going and healing faster. So, so how many holes did my hide have? Was it bad? Yeah, <laughs> no, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't terrible. That's what I thought. I thought, how much stitching am I going to have to do to this dude, Dave? <laughs> it wasn't as bad. A couple of them were back and and off the form. So we're going to be okay, I think. Good, good, good. Yeah. <laughs> That's oh. why I said I'm like, Dad, Mark is going to absolutely <laughs> <laughs> Call me seamstress. <laughs> seamstress. Oh, Mark's sewing up dresses and everything yeah. for his daughter. And, uh, yeah. and it's well, spare time. He still has a deer hide or two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Dave, we're, uh, we're happy for you. That's a, it's a beautiful deer. I got to hold the rack. And beautiful eight awesome. point. Pearly yeah, white oh, antlers, yeah. man. Was it a Steve Buck? It was, it was oh, nice we didn't tall. see if it was a Steve Buck. You didn't measure it? you got to explain what no. a Steve Buck oh, is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So Steve Buck is, uh, if the deer's wide enough, if it can get around me. Like you your know, belly like, or yeah, belly my, region? Yeah, like my belly. Yeah, if Steve's can, fat, guys, if you guys didn't know. Oh, yeah, if you guys Steve haven't Buck. picked it up from the heavy breathing and the uh, the Oreo aroma that always comes off me. Yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a big boy, but if it's, a, if it's not a Steve Buck, it won't go around me. I, Eric's not, Buck. No, wait. Was your your buck was a Steve Buck, right? I think so. <laughs> I'm not sure yeah, if it's going to qualify for Steve, Stephen Young. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at the beginning of the season, we were making predictions who would have the first deer down. So yeah, yeah. so yeah, 
on to the next story. Thank you for that great yeah. segue, yeah, Dad. Really like that. Right in well, there. We're, gonna, <laughs> we're gonna get right into it because so, uh, Kurt, I believe we had a wager going on, and it was a dumb wager, but I, it made it interesting. And uh, it did. You got to make it interesting. We'll make an annual wager every year. Okay. Um, we did it on the podcast. Steve made a bet with me for some reason. That um, <laughs> basically, if, it wasn't the original bet I wanted. If Keep we in mind. all kill before him, <laughs> if, if if Steve killed a deer before me, I had to like buy him like a crazy expensive steak dinner with like a crazy expensive Beautiful, bottle, like, of wonderful bourbon, yeah. yeah, just like a sweet sweet bourbon for celebration. And uh, and Kurt, I think, was too confident. It's like, all right, well, if I shoot one, you just buy beer for like three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Which he didn't buy for us. No, so. I bought one last week. I was like, hey, I, so, I hustled out here today. But I owe you, like, well, not to spoil it, but I owe you IPAs, and well, I owe you well, seven and sevens. So basically what happened um, last, last like, a week ago, I hadn't really seen much, and mm-hmm. I uh, got an opportunity at a, at a slick head, and uh, I put the, the new Muzzy Trocar HB straight through both shoulders on this baby. And uh, I texted Steve right after and said, hey, Steve, I like uh, my IPAs in a frosty pint glass. You know that picture that's been floating around on the Internet of Drake, like, looking at his phone? That's I, like, I don't know that one. Uh, oh, well, but well, I'll, I'll send it to you. That's basically what my reaction was. It was like, no. You know, and I was like, oh, no. So I won <laughs> that bet on Saturday afternoon. Mm-hmm. And, uh Real quick, if you guys are wondering about those muzzy um, trocars, well, the trocars is a great fixed blade. Um, have, you, have you guys ever shot it? Dad, you've shot it. I've shot them, yeah. No, nope, I haven't. Nope. You, Mark, you have, I thought you had them. Nope, the trocars? Yeah, the newer uh-huh. ones. The, nope. Well, they're a few years old now, but... Um, <laughs> no, I got MX3. The only thing I've shot was you the know, original muzzies. The classic. The, the MX3, it, or whatever. Oh, yeah, that's what I got. Yeah. My dad's got the MX3s. Yeah. And I, the MX4s are great. Oh really? Yeah, yeah it's it's the same those. thing. It's just fly th- great. three and four blade. Because um, what was before the MX? Is that kind of like a new generation of the classic muzzy? Yeah. yeah. What, mm-hmm. what, what was yeah. the big difference? I should know this. I shot muzzy since the, I was a little guy. The blades were shorter from front to back, I think, and the cutting diameter, I believe, is an inch or an eighth inch wider. I think so. Uh, they're so they're taller they did, and shorter. They yeah. brought the angle out. Yeah, they brought they the angle yep. out of the back of the blade. Yeah, a yeah. little but, more streamlined. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. Well, we talked. We talked. Um, Broadheads a few episodes ago, and we brought up that dreaded topic. and And the thing with broadheads is everyone's got an opinion. Well, it, it, ever everyone's like, I love rage. Rage sucks. I like I like uh, Schwacker, and then the next guy's like, Oh, I don't trust Schwacker. And Schwacker everyone, sucks. Everyone's an expert on broadheads, and that's the debatable thing. And the only thing, and and I'll tell you guys this, and you guys can <laughs> tell me to go to hell. <laughs> I got a new um, shirt idea, by the way. <laughs> it's basically. <clears throat> Try it. Experiment with stuff. What works for you is what you're going to like, no matter what anyone says. That's just what broadheads. That's my theory. There's so many companies out there where I'm going to try a new broadhead every year. Yep. And then you can go back and see, okay, this one's the best. This you do do that. Every year I try something different. You, you want to know something? They're all great if you've got perfect shots. Perfect shots. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's it's, what I mean. That's it, why, that's why when I, you don't have the perfect shots where you can separate a different broadhead. That's the, that's my theory. If it's good, if you make a good shot on it, it's gonna kill no matter what. You know, so it's, it's just you could kill deer at the field point if you hit it. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. if you have it's the performance and the cutting, the performance and the cutting and how it flies. Mm-hmm. Okay, Eric. Before I, I get into my other half of my story, what broadheads in the last I don't know couple seasons have you tried, and what one is your favorite so far? So I shot 
My first doe was a regular muzzy. The 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 MX three or MX four or just MX three, just the regular or the classic rig- three blade, pretty yes. much. Yes. Yep. With the that's the, what I started out with the bone breaking tip. What is it? Yeah. Yeah. The chisel, chisel grip, tip. Chisel tip. Chisel tip. Um, They're just called muzzy one hundreds, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you shoot a hundred grade. Yeah, I shot that, and then I shot a NAP Blood Runner two mm-hmm. on my first buck with a bow, and I did not care for that one at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Schwacker last year for my buck, and then this year I'm trying a Dead Ringer. The Dead so. Ringer, which one is it? It can be a, ah. it can be a fixed blade, or it can you can take a yep. a collar out of it and it becomes yep. a fixed blade. So expandable. they have a they have a collar that goes in there. You screw the tip off, and then there's a metal collar or a like a rubber collar, kind of like the Rages. Like a, yeah, like a shrink band or rubber yep. band that yep. breaks. So you can either do a fixed blade or an expandable blade. So no matter what, it's gonna work. I have a pack and I haven't messed with them yet. Did you shoot them into a target? Yeah, they fly. They fly. Really, really well as a fixed blade. Yes, well, as I a guess fixed it's... blade. I didn't. I didn't try it with the bands, you know, because you only get so many bands yeah. with them. So I so, just I so... shot it with the aluminum collar on there, and they That's... fly pretty good. Really? Yep. You know what? I, I how does it do when you hit a deer with it? The new one? Yeah, I haven't shot one yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is there another bet going on? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So no. what were you gonna say? Oh no, I was just saying, you know, I. Um, our good buddy Tim Kitts uh, ended up giving me a pack of G5 Havocs, and I remember I was like, I was sighting those in because I wanted to shoot the Schwackers. Because I remember last year, everyone that bought a Schwacker ended up shooting something. Mm-hmm. So I got some. I was like, yeah, I really want to use these. But like when I was like sighting in my my new bow, you know, I sighted in the uh, the broadheads, and I was like, I wonder what kind of difference these would be. And sighted both of those in, and I, there was little to no difference at all. You know yeah, what I mean? They, with, they fly with, really good with the Havocs yeah. and Schwackers. Yeah. I was like, okay, you know, they're. I think they're starting to get to a point where all broadheads are just going to be like, it's good no matter what. Like well, you know, and, and you know was, that could be the case too. But like my quiver right now, there's not a. Every arrow has a different broadhead on it. I think I've got like <laughs> that's, two. That's interesting. I've got two Mark, different you, ones. That, it, yeah. it depends on who sets your bow up, too. I was and, just going to say oh, that. Yeah. Tuning, yep. tuning yep. is the most important yep. thing. It really is. Yep. And Tim Kitts and Poppy, man, yep. I'm exactly. telling you. Poppy Chulo, I'll be seeing you in a week, boy. <laughs> they are um, they're incredible. And that's the thing, Tim. I got my Hoyt Defiant. Um, Tim set it up, and... I was shooting the Muzzy Trocar as a regular fixed blade, and they're flying great. And th- there's something about – I always have a deep, deep, deep confidence in Muzzy. Mm-hmm. Like, no matter what you hit with that Muzzy, oh, it's, yeah. it's yeah. tearing it's shit up. Well, we've shot them for years, and we've had yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. great success with them. I've killed deer with Muzzy since I was – 13? I mean, they're American yeah. classic. Yeah, it is a classic. It's like yeah, anybody you talk to, hey, did you ever used to deer hunt? Yeah, what broadhead did you shoot? Uh, muzzies, yeah, it was muzzies. Or, or you hear yeah. this: I always keep a muzzy in my quiver. Yep. I always, I always have a traditional. I got a muzzy, muzzy in, my quiver. in my quiver. I got an MX three. Yep. Just, yeah, yep. you never know. Well, okay, so the trocars. This is my first year shooting the trocars. I have, I still have uh, new packs of the MX threes and the MX fours, um, and that's one broadhead that will always stick around. It'll always be around. Mm-hmm. It always oh, yeah. will be. It's just a tough, good broadhead. So I got the Trocars. Um, Tim Kitts was telling us, like, man, it, they fly great. As a fixed blade, it's one of the best. And I would completely agree. They fly incredible. 
Um, well, the Muzzy uh, Trocar HB came out, so it's two Trocar fixed blades and then two expandable fixed blades. Um, no shrink band, none of that. It's almost kind of guaranteed it has to move. Because if, if the fixed blade or if the mechanical fails, you still got the fixed blade. Right. So I've shot NAPs. I've shot Rage. I've shot um, I've shot um, Grim Reaper. Um, I've shot what are the old school ones? I can't remember the brand that folded from the front, the old prong ones. I can't remember what the hell brand yeah, they were. I don't remember. Um, this is the first. I guess it's is it technically considered? I mean, it's a hybrid. It's a fixed blade mechanical, yeah, yeah. but I guess it's. But you see a lot of more companies going that way as a hybrid. No, it's a hybrid. Has it got a Hillary sticker on it? (laughs) (laughs) So, but I still consider it kind of a mechanical because there's mechanical blades on it. And so you're automatically a little skeptical because you don't have the confidence of just solidness. So I shoot this doe through both shoulder blades, clean pass through. And I pulled my arrow out of the dirt, and it's the first time I've ever shot, like, seen a broadhead with blades that expand that weren't bent or really looked, looked like yeah. they got put into a garbage disposal and you pulled it back out, like, yeah. where it was, like, the blades were, like, beat up. Yeah. It was just covered in dirt. Like, I could rinse it off and I sharpen it, and I'm sure it's good to go. Yeah. So, and I'm saying, like, I shot this doe through both shoulder blades, boom, into the dirt. And I swear up, bored a hole. And people can, you can try and call me on bullshit here, but I'm telling you, I can't explain it any other way. I, she ran off. I'm like, I smoked her. I texted all you guys. I'm like, I just smoked a doe. Like heard, heard the hollow chest cavity sound that boom smack. I get in there, get a look at my arrow. And I'm like, Whoa, that arrow does not look good. Like it was full of hair. And there wasn't a lot of blood on the air. Not a lick of blood on it. And I'm thinking, but there's blood right away. And I'm like, okay, I either nicked her and grazed her low, and that's all belly hair. And, or, or I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but she ran into the thickest CRP, right? You couldn't walk into it. So I had to walk all the way around and get on the outside and pick up the blood from there. It was all thorns and grass. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you can't walk into it if you're not a my man. Theor- <laughs> my theory with the arrow is, and you can, you can, Mark, you're looking at me. You can give me my your opinion here. I think it busted through her so quick and it cut her so big that I don't think the arrow got bloody. Yeah. Well, that could be because of the bone, too. If you hit bone. Yeah. You know it's, what I mean? It's going to skin everything off that arrow. Yeah. That's yeah. true, too. Yeah. It did blow through both. Yeah, I yeah. sent you guys the, the picture. Right. Yep. yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that could be the bone. I never thought about that. Yeah. I thought it cut her open so big and I was just, the Hoyt just flings them so it's, quick. It's very possible, too. Yeah. That I, mean, I just don't think it had time to get soaked. Oh, good. Good. Definitely. So, but I don't. Who knows? But founder she didn't run very. But far. as a hunter, though, that's a terrible feeling when you look at your arrow and you're like, "Oh, right." Shit. But dad, the blood trail when we finished up on it was insane. Well, yeah, you know, and I think because she took off so fast, you weren't getting the whole lot of blood spill right away. She started slowing down. Plus, right. when you hit them in the front legs like that, when those legs are moving. It's blocking that hole. Yeah, open yep. once there. Hole opening, yep. blocking. And the other thing is, if you shoot through the shoulder like that, the the opposite, the exit wound, the very last thing to rub across your arrow is a lot of muscle, so it can wipe the blood off of your arrow. If That's you're shooting, if you're shooting through just the thin skin, 
and you go through the vitals, you right, know, it right. cuts that skin open and the skin moves out of the way. On like the skin that would co- yeah. have a hole there. Yeah. Like so. you're saying like skin that would cover the ribs. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Not to, not to throw us off topic, but I am so glad that Mark is here to explain some of this stuff to us. <laughs> like, it's nice. Yeah. Cause we got a couple beer drinking hillbillies and then we've got Mark who can really Mr. explain Technical what goes here. on. It's like, it's nuts, man. Mark's just yeah. got a Pepsi. So yeah. he's, with, yeah, right. yeah, he does. yeah, that's, you know, that's something you just never really think about. You know, when you guys were talking about blood trailing, it's like, okay, you know, that's why it's probably nice if you have a camera. Okay, so you can understand, yeah, maybe it looks like I did hit that shoulder, so maybe we can expect, you know, sporadic blood trails. Well, the thing is, too, is I guess that's one of the last things you think kind of like, what did my arrow travel through? Mm -hmm. But you don't. Oh, because you'll question yourself for sure. You you doubt yourself. You you just you just learn something on your blood trailing 101 skill set. Right. Well, and that and that's the thing too. Once you once you make that (laughs) initial shot, you don't really know until you get down, look at your arrow, and see what's going on. Right. If you You, see it hit the shoulder, and you go pick your arrow up next time, and it's not as bloody as you think it should be, oh, this is kind of normal for that area. You know. That's that's, yeah. That's a great. Mark's going to teach a class. So (laughs) blood drilling one hundred and one at the local community college. So hours may vary. (laughs) (laughs) So this though won me. a bunch of good red meat, healthy organic protein, which I'm some IPAs, for. some beer, some IPAs for three weeks. From Steve, what's going on? Mm-hmm. How's it feel to lose? <laughs> feels like normal. <laughs> I'm just kind of used to this He's, thing, man. Like, feels like, dude, life, life keeps life keeps throwing me Ted Lilly curveballs, and they keep just backwards King me, man. I, I'm used to this. Is, is, that the, is that the heart Dave's cooking up tonight? That's from my no, from my butt. That from that, the butt? That's right. the oh yeah. Oh, now you spoiled it. Now you spoiled it, Kurt. Uh-uh. So, Kurt, you go to sleep tonight knowing that. Uh, well, let me say this. We and I do believe this, and this is the thing. I, I partially caught on to this superstition from uh, from Steve Ranella, but it's uh, so. And I never actually mentioned this. I've been kind of thinking about it, and I told you this, and I said you need to come over and eat some deer heart to help mm. your season. So we cooked. <laughs> My doe's deer heart that night, and if you guys have never ate deer heart, you're really missing out on like a really good like piece of meat, and it makes you feel, in a way, it's like man, I feel connected somehow. Yeah. But okay, I now think that you're eating the pump house. Yeah, yeah the pump house. You're connected. Oh, you're <laughs> connected. The old grist, the old deer grist mill. <laughs> so you eat part of the animal, like especially like the heart, like a like a like a deep spiritual like piece of meat in a way, mm-hmm. if I guess you will. Um, connects you to the land and therefore will bless you with good luck for the so, ground you're hunting. So yeah, what you're okay. saying is when you eat the heart, you feel like a deer and act like a deer and think like a deer? Which, yeah. yeah. Oh, is that what you're saying? Essentially, yes. Oh, deer. man, I'm, I'm super I'm, – I'm one with this deer. I've created the heart. <laughs> cookies, barbecue sauce all over it. <laughs> so the next morning we go out and uh, we, hung a, we hung two stands for I went out um, – the, the night before when I shot my doe, we had hung a new stand for a south wind. Because all yeah. we were getting was south yeah. winds. So we hung two stands. Um, I, my dad picked a tree, hung a south wind stand. He was going to sit there the next morning. And I picked another tree. We hung a stand there. I was going to sit there the next morning. Well, we, I sit there, um, 10 o'clock. Well, long story short. Now, back up. 9 o'clock, I was glassing, and I seen a buck coming down the creek. Yeah, so I'm sitting down the creek, like, off over the ravine, and it's kind of like a little pinch point. And my dad texts me, hey, I seen a nice buck um, go in. looked like he went into the creek. And I'm like, okay, well, I wait, and I wait, and I wait, and I wait. And 40 minutes goes by, and I'm like, okay, no deer. He's either went another direction, and I didn't spot him. So I decided to throw out a grunt. 
or what I call a tending grunt. I don't really know what the correct term is. Mark, you might be able to help me with that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the, the, and then the, yep, like a doe's chasing, yeah, or a buck's chasing a doe, yeah, yeah following so a doe. I did that super aggressively mm-hmm. and kind of did like a very low tone with my hand over the grunt call mm-hmm. and kind of tried to make it down, sound as like guttural and right. throaty as I possibly could. As real as possible. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to imagine what you think the deer are doing. I think a lot of people will just grunt yeah. and don't think about... It's like turkey collars. You ever see a turkey collar? They're going... But they're moving their hand as they call. Like, they're moving their hand like yeah. a turkey beak. like, And they're doing that whole thing. That's kind of how I envision in my head, like, a deer, like, moving through the woods, grunting while I'm grunting. Because otherwise, you have no concept of really what you're doing. Yeah. Well, when you see that, it's real subtle, too. It's just like a little... Yeah, it's yeah. funny you say that. And I was teaching my son a language. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what's funny you say that. I was teaching my son how to rattle and how to make it be like a scenario. Like mm-hmm. it's you got to think like this, dude. Like it's really going on and what be they're the actually deer. doing. Wait, so you don't blow that thing like a zoo? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but that's a good point though. Like you don't. Yeah, you might see a, it's rare you see bucks fight, but. They're not going to – it's rare to see bucks brawl it out for 20 minutes. Yeah. You don't want to – you rattle too much, you're going to scare them. Yeah. Right. Well, the thing is I grunted earlier before that when I knew that – I thought that deer was in the ravine, nothing. I waited, 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 and I texted you, Dad. I'm like, I want to rattle, but if he's in here, I don't want to spook him. Mm-hmm. All right. You know, I, so I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait and wait and wait. So I did that grunt, like I said, what I call attending grunt. Is that the correct term? Yeah, it is. Yep. Five seconds later – Boom, he comes, starts coming out of the ravine. And I'm like, all right, shooting a single pin, you got to be on your rangefinder. Game on. So I'm like, how far away was that ravine? Oh, it's 30 yards is my shooting lane down to like the path right by the creek. So he was just hanging out there? I don't know what he was doing. No, he was probably I, bedded down or something? Yeah, I think he was in between where Mud Road is. And... The, he was either bedding or he was. Making rubs or Well, you doing know how deer are. They'll hang out in one spot for about 30 minutes. Yeah, mm-hmm. but um, so I grunted. He comes out, boom! I'm like, oh, there he is. All right, thirty yards. Got my got my uh, lane range. Thirty yards. Thirty yards. Cuts straight south <laughs> to get around me to win me. He's trying to win me. <laughs> oh, so yeah. I'm like, he's trying to figure out what you are. Yep. And the way we had it set up, it was on a ridge to where it's be. He'd have to come right by the sand to get downwind to me. Which and and then there's a fence there. And he starts coming up, and I draw. He's coming straight at me, and I'm like, okay, well, I don't want to shoot him. I kind of picked that spot, that sliver between the neck and the front shoulder, and I'm like, not doing that, Mm. not doing that. I I could probably. He's that close, but I don't want to do it. Comes in, comes in, comes in. I'm like right underneath him. I'm like, now or never. I didn't even stop him. He was just like looking. He was walking, trotting, looking. He's trying to find you. Hit my click on my back tension. Shot. Boom, hit right where I was aiming. He runs off down the ravine, up on the ridge, starts slowing down a little bit. I'm like, he's going down there. He's going down there. Kept going, went down the next ravine, went up the hill, and I'm watching through my binos, and I'm like, I don't know what. I I felt like I drilled him. So I sat there, texted everybody, and I'm looking through my rangefinder, my binos. I find blood six yards right where I shot him. Never found my arrow. No, that's weird. Oh, yeah, you still haven't found that heavy. Never found it. So it zipped through them, clean through them. Well, at first I thought, you know, I'm like, okay, 
normally I look for my arrow mm-hmm. when after I shoot a deer uh, through my rangefinder. My eyes aren't I mean, normally if you're straight on with your arrow, it's hard to see. Wait, was looking, this morning or afternoon hunt? This was ten in the morning. Okay, I shot this deer at ten in the morning. Okay. Well, cool. it was at ten in the morning after with the time daylight change. savings. Technically, okay. it'd be eleven o'clock. So it technically would have been eleven o'clock. So I, you know, I think that's kind of important for the story just because. Literally, that's why that was the day the there. time changed. I've told the story a lot. You know, people see it. Like, Tell me about it. And a lot of people have told, like, oh, I would have been down by then. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. I, everybody tells me that. I sit till 11, 12 when it was long as I can stand. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I get out of the stand. I shoot a ton of deer at that time of the day. I get out of the stand. It's crazy. 7.30 in the morning, man. I'm out of there. Yeah. Steve's out for 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean, though? Like, a lot of people are just like, oh, I would have got down by then. Yeah. I'd be eating lunch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, they don't realize that what bucks do is go back to their beds before it gets light out. And then they lay there for a while, and then they're like, "Okay." Well, they know it. They know that I, I need a drink of water. Yeah. Well, or they know well, the beds are already, or the does are already bedded, the so they'll go try and yep, check all those bedding spots. Checking bed. yeah. And if you or some females, get some yeah. Females. And if you really yeah. pay attention <laughs> to the wind in the morning and the thermals, when that sun comes up, that it pushes the thermals down, and it can change your wind direction and make it inconsistent. If you don't have a high wind day. When the sun comes up and it gets up higher and the thermals stop going down so much, your wind will start changing to what your phone says it's going to be more consistently. Right. So they can trust the wind better and when it's not swirling. So they'll wait for that to happen. They'll get up and start cruising and look in doe bedding areas. That's, yeah. That, and people leave. They're gone. And yep. It's so, it, yeah. And that's true. And that's why sometimes if you're lucky enough to have your trail camera, you're like, man, I wish if I would have been in the stand. Yeah. Well, that's why. Well, and that's part of the game with deer. Everybody says your whole job is to pattern a deer. Well, guess what? Deer pattern you, too. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, the thing. Absolutely. And it, and it drives me nuts. Unless. And you can't just sit till nine and get down. No, no, no. no. Nope. Well, it it also depends on the time of year, too, though. That makes a huge oh, difference. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. it, it, it piece, cracks me up. Go ahead, Mark. Piece of property you got, too, what style it is. Yeah. It, it can, oh. Yeah. That's exactly it. And a lot of guys correct me up because they're like, oh, yeah, I'm patterning a deer, which it's almost like, yar, you got one picture yeah. of it, you're patterning that deer. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you tell me more about it? Yeah. Oh, okay. You, you don't even yeah, figure it out real right. quick. Like, you, you're guessing. Yeah. You know, unless you got pictures of that deer every night at yeah. uh, 6 or 4.30 yeah. or whatever, and you go yeah. in, you know, it's different. Mm-hmm. You got one picture, and it's about dark. It's, yeah, you think you're patterning yeah. him. He's got you down. Did he do the same thing a number of days in a row? Right. Yeah, that's, Every three days at this time, yeah. between these times, and yeah. yeah. So I, I put an arrow in this deer, text everyone, and I'm like, well, we're going to see what happens here. I, I feel like I made a really good shot. I get down. I can't find my arrow anywhere. And that worried me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, maybe because of steep angle at six yards, it's in him. Mm-hmm. Which not as a, not always a bad thing, especially with that shot so close. So we trail him, good blood, all the way through. And we are being super strategic about it. Like, if I had to go down in this ravine to find blood. I'm like, Dad, you stay up on this and look where he went just in case I go down that ravine. If he were to get up, we'd know to back the hell out. So we kept moving through. Good blood, good blood, good blood, good blood. He's piled up. So I think what my arrow did, it hit him in the front. I went above the front left shoulders at six yards, and I think it either hit the opposite shoulder and shot out. It shot out, like, on his right ribs, at the back of his right ribs. Yeah, kind of lower. Lower. I expected to find it while cleaning them. I think that I didn't ever found it. No. I think the arrow, and I was shooting the muzzy truck RHBs, and this is second deer in a row with these broadheads. Yeah. I think it went through them so quick. I think my arrow kept going and, and never stuck in the ground the way the angle it went in. Ricocheted off the ground. I think it's laying. Yeah. I th- no, I think it hit him and went out 
straight, and I think it's laying down flat on the ground. You know what? The other it. thing, I didn't see exactly what happened, but I was thinking when you were telling that is, could it possibly have hit the ground and the veins were still stuck inside his belly? Then he took off running, and that thing flung somewhere that out. That could possibly be, too. too. That could and be. And not right on the blood trail. You know, it's 10 yards off the side of the trail because he hit a tree with it, and it, it grabbed the tree and went that's, flying. That's a good, yeah, that's so, very possible. Cause, so what happened was... I hope you're not too connected with that arrow. No, it's fine. <laughs> it's, what, it's what it's for. So, it's but we were only finding down. blood on the left side of the trail, which is what side I hit him on. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, that arrow is probably in him, is what I was thinking oh, the yeah. whole time. But when we get there, part of his stomach, or oh, yeah, yeah, part of his diaphragm, because it went out there, was plugged in the exit hole. Right. So it's just that you always hear like, oh, the gut plugged it or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Part of his, it was part of his diaphragm, I think. It, it looked like it. It hmm. plugged in the hole, and it wasn't bloody on that side. His left side, where the arrow went in, was all bloody. Oh wait, wait! So, so it had clogged that hole. So what were his last yeah. words? Oh, that's right. He couldn't have any. Yeah, uh, it, dude, it was beautiful. He uh, went down big, beautiful, solid eight point. Yep. I don't know. Not so just one arrow on this one. Oh yeah, just one yeah. arrow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. One arrow, how you like it? Right. That's boring. But yeah, yeah. it was your be- story sucks. Yeah, well, Kurt's shooting 115 pounds on his bow, so you know. Yep, yep. Hundred custom new Hoyt limbs they just came out with. Yeah, they, oh man, called they're, the swinging dick. That's yeah, they they're, 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 they're reinforced with Air Force aluminum and Air Force steel. Didn't know or NASA. So, so I don't know. Beautiful eight pointer. He's not. I don't know how if he's considered a dark rack buck compared to not compared not to like that. your other one. Yeah, last year's was definitely dark. Yeah, yeah but uh, I, I'm extremely happy. He's probably low one forties, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm could be happier, man. New property, losing all the hunting ground we grew up on to get on new property and be able to kill two nice eight pointers and. A few weeks is uh, I couldn't be more thankful. Mm. Yeah, and the funny yeah. thing is, the whole time you're like, God, this season's so frustrating. Well, he has so been slow. Seeing oh nothing. yeah, and now everything's reversed. Yep. I've yep. been on vacation, and I've seen I've seen some deer Monday. I haven't seen a deer since. Hmm. It's just the way it goes. It's but like I said too, and. and we have a big, uh, we have a group chat we call the WCBOGs, yeah. which is just like the guys that have always been around since we started. Since day one, yeah. Our, our real close personal friends. And, um, and some new ones. <laughs> but, uh, you know who you are. <laughs> they, but it's, uh, Doug. <laughs> like what I said, like, you know, the season can be frustrating, but it can change in two days oh, and yeah. it can be yeah, the yeah. best season ever. Absolutely. I, that's exactly how it was for you, you know. And I, I remember there was, you know, times we'd be getting out of the stand and you'd be like, hey, you out of the stand? Yep, Kurt calling. What's up, dude? I just, uh, man, I'm so frustrated right now. You know, I think that it was the night before on Friday we were talking. You're like, dude, I'm just not seeing deer. Um, I'm frustrated, you know, and all the stuff that had, you know, gone down. You're just like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm frustrated. And well, I was like, I mean, it's, I, and it's, it's not only the season. It, it was like what happened growing up on property. Yeah, and telling I, them, like, hey, you can't hunt absolutely. here anymore. Well, I and didn't it, want to bring that up. Like weeks, you know. weeks before season, like we had, we yeah. had hung a stand on a Saturday, and on Sunday we got the call to pull everything out of there. Well, yeah, yeah. we were repairing straps and yeah, just checking on everything and you know, freshening everything up and all that. But it's. And I, I didn't want to bring that up, you know what I mean? But, uh, you know... I, oh, thanks, Steve. I'm sorry. Well, Kurt brought it up, all right? It wasn't me. But, well, you know, I had to get... You know, you say, like, it sounds like I'm just being a little baby, but... No, it was... It, no. It, so, to understand the whole situation, yeah. And then, you know, I was like, hey, you know, Kurt, 
I bought us some bush lattes. You know, they actually had the deer on the can rather than there's like four cans. So you get the hunter can. They had the deer. I said, this is good luck, Kurt. And you called me on Friday. and I was like, Kurt, listen, I know we got a bet going, but I'm giving you my blessing. And I, I told him and he followed Your the blessing. script exactly what it, I didn't want to tell this story in the podcast. But I basically was like, Kurt, I want you to shoot a doe on Saturday. OK, I'm willing to take that bet because you can't afford my dinner. So I want you to shoot a doe <laughs> on Saturday, and they go, and then Sunday I want you to go ahead and shoot a buck. Can you do that for me? And there was silence on the other line. He goes, "But I want you to win." That. I said, "Kurt, it's more important to me that you shoot a doe on Saturday and a buck on Sunday." And he goes, "Okay, I'll do that for you." And you're such a good friend, man. You, you did everything I asked for you, and. Uh, you well, know, I, I appreciate you holding up your end of the bargain. I, I and I'll think hold I have mine. a tear in my eye. I, was gonna say, I know. I'm just so, going to be. At the all end, I I'll, can say is you're so full of shit. I was going to say at the end, it's going to be a bullshit story. You know what? <laughs> I, I was talking to our, our good buddy, Trevor Schmidt. He's been on the episode oh, two times. He, he's the uh, the famous antler doe episode, which is uh, one of our more popular episodes. Which He's due for another episode. Yes, he is. He goes, uh. I guess I didn't. Re- he didn't listen to that episode. He said, I guess I didn't realize you guys had a bet, man. Man, I, I would have thrown some side bets in on your part. I might have made some loot off of that. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, he goes, he goes. Why would Steve bet against you to kill a deer? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Too many lattes. Yeah, but he did it. Lattes. Yeah. Oh man, I love Trevor. Hey, we saw a picture of Trevor's cousin. I swear to God, it's Trevor in overalls, man. <laughs> so okay, boys, our bet's over. It is. I won, and. uh I won, I, and I'm and, happy uh, for you. I, you I really am. Hey, hey, you won the bet, didn't you? So, so here, hey, I won, Eric. Did I win? He I won think twice. Did, wait, twice? Did, twice. Did you win the bet? Yeah. Did I, oh, I think I won the wait, bet. Hey, yeah. all right, all right. I think you won. Yeah. Okay, boys. So, uh, unlike unlike most presidential candidates, I am conceding because <laughs> <laughs> it's clearly over. Yeah. But I will give my concession speech right here. Um, Kurt, no one cares. No one cares, but uh, good for you. I lost. End of story. Okay, so let's do this. Let's right. fire this back up. Oh, God. You got another bet going? Eric, Mark, Steve. My dad. Oh. Since, since me and my dad are the only people in the yeah. studio who know how to kill deer here. Um, hey. Well, kill and find. Yeah. Hey, my five no. day is tomorrow. Yep. Fit. You're what? My Eric, five day. Eric five kills day. five days after me. That's yeah. just the way it is. My, yeah. Last year was five days after Kurt, so I got to make it. Oh, five, it was, wasn't yep, it? We got to make it five days every year. So, We're hey, you know what? That. You know what awesome. is going to happen in... Tomorrow's the one-year anniversary of the Rut song that we did. Oh, jeez. Oh, God. No, it's not. Let's make this bet. we got to make a no, bet. Oh, yeah, five days after. When did you kill your buck? October, Last year. October, October 30th. 30th. October 30th was the Rut song because that was oh. the night I shot my buck, came well, here, and did the Rut oh, song. Oh, Last year right. was October 25th. 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 Mine was okay. October 30th. All right. That, all right. Yeah, okay. okay. We're going to make a bet. Oh, God. The three of you are betting against each other for the first person to put brown hide on the ground as a deer not a squirrel steve okay yeah i was, I was thinking i was like that's that's done are we talking doe or buck i was gonna either, say either either i could have shot brown. 10 deer already i mean come on okay i'm passing i want i want what i want See, we, odds are <laughs> not my favorite because i don't have a doe tag okay bucks, we'll do bucks. Get, i got one tag all right bucks. we can do Ooh, bucks no. bucks only bucks only bucks only Mm-hmm. No matter what, if it's a male deer, I was gonna say you got the advantage because all I see is spikes, button bucks, homie. <laughs> it's it's on, man. I, I ain't shooting a spike. <laughs> well, then you go. You gotta take one for the bet. That's, That's right. It. So, have you ever mounted a spike buck? No, really? No. Would you? Sure. 
Kids first buck or whatever. Hell yeah. Steve's biggest buck. Sure. (laughs) 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 Oh man, look at that. Look at that, man. That's a monster right there, man. Yeah, I had to. I had to. I I could get two fingers around the antlers on him. (laughs) So, what's the wagers here? All right, let's hear. Come on, Kurt. You're making the wagers. Well, since Steve is in last place on this bet already, if this is a hard because it's three people, the whoever kills last. Oh, but what if? I don't, I don't, we're bad at doing this. Live. All right, wh- whoever wins gets to take Sam on a date. Uh, You've done that already. Feed her and pay for it. I don't <laughs> care. She's going back to me anyway. <laughs> I'm not sure. Be happy. That'll cost me money. All right. You Pick butter all up all night. I get the easy part. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. So it should technically be between Eric and Mark since it's. Uh, but we'll throw Steve in because it's. Well, he's wait a minute, a, Steve. Got his new hunting property. Oh yeah, oh, yes, yeah. I, yeah. I got new property, man. Yeah. Whoever might be a might be a dangerous. It's one. hard with three people. I don't even know how to go about it. Whoever kills last out of the three of you at the end of the season has to hmm, wash my truck for a month. Bingo. <laughs> okay, you never wash your truck, so one wash is more than sufficient. <laughs> I don't even know. I can't think of anything alive like I were do. Hey, how about it. let's leave it to our listeners. What do you guys think? Yep. Yeah. You guys make the wager. What do you guys think? Hashtag three-way wager. Okay, let's not use <laughs> that hashtag. That might get a little tricky. Hashtag WCB wager. All right, how's that sound? You got to eat deer liver or something. The nuts. Uh, no, you got to eat the nuts. No, nuts. No. Yes. Oh, yes. Rocky no. Mountain Oysters? Yes. No, no, no. Uh, what did, uh, what did you got to eat the no, nuts. No, Steve Ranella didn't call them Rocky Mountain Oysters. No, he called no, them uh, hog nuts. buck nuts. No, no, he called them like high country. Uh, well, they were the high, high country, country plains. <laughs> let's high let's country leave it up plains. to the listeners. Let's let the listeners do that. I'm, I yeah, like that. I listeners. like that idea. All right. Hey, someone's putting buck nuts in their mouth. Hey, as long as you deep fry them, I don't give a shit. I'm shooting a spike tomorrow, dude. <laughs> I hope not. One that's got big nuts. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, have you guys seen that that deer that's floating around the internet, dude? Those things are the size of yes. like beach balls. Yes. Oh boy, elephantitis, right? Mark there. will shoot the spike with the biggest nuts yeah. in Henry County tomorrow. <laughs> and uh, that's the, that's gonna be the only picture where like you don't take a picture of the deer's yeah, right. head. Just hey, balls. You're just holding the legs up. Hey, check it out, Steve. Booner balls. <laughs> Boone and Crockett nuts. All right, so uh, yeah, all guys, our sponsors I'm, just threw in the white towel. Yeah, they're like, like, oh, goodness <laughs> gracious. Uh, yeah, so um, hashtag WCB wager. Um, you guys go ahead and <laughs> message us. You know, Go to the uh, uh, website, workingclassbowhunter.com. You can find all our contact information there. If you know us personally, text us. We'll pick Otherwise, up. We'll pick a random wager yeah, by we'll, next episode. We'll pick a random one. Uh, you know, don't be afraid to message us on uh, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You know, post it, put it out there for everybody to see. Um, you know, let us know. And I, man, this is going to get interesting. <laughs> I don't know. I'm excited. And then, so why uh, are we doing this? Why yeah, not? It's, we it's we may film it. Oh yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll film. Oh, we'll film whatever. the losing bet. We will do that. Um, but pa- yeah, Papa Dave's a cook. Yep. Yeah, Dad, you'll, yeah. you'll. We don't even know if that's oh, yeah. the bet yet. We oh, don't yeah. know. Okay. It could be though. It sounds it could be fun. anything. Oh, yeah. Either way, Papa Dave's ahead in charge, so yeah, he he might be running the guillotine. Um, <laughs> big news. Okay, so the store is in works. A lot of people have been asking about uh, merchandise and gear and how yep. they can get stickers and shirts and whatever. 
Um, it's under construction. It's going to take a little bit of time. Uh, we just went over some hat samples today before the podcast episode. Um, yeah, don't take it like we're trying to blow you off or we're not, we don't have anything. We're working on it and getting it all figured out. Shirt designs are coming. The hats are going to be, Eric's wearing the sample hat now and I, I'm, I like it. I think everyone's going to like it. It's, Everyone uh, can see it now. It looks good. You can you can draw a bow back with it on and not hit your str- it's you guys are going to appreciate it's it. It's comfy. It's uh, it, that that should be the one we It's pick. like a sleeping bag for your head. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Or if in Steve's case like a plastic bag for your head. Um well, but it's uh yeah, I, I don't live a wealthy life, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um it's a uh, good things to come. So workingclassboner.com. Um also the new sponsor, check out scentcrusher.com, HHA Sports, and Badlands Packs. Um, and take your deer to Smith's. Uh, we heard some guy, uh, man, what is his name? Oh, I wish I didn't uh, forget it. He said he wants to drive two hours to come to Smith's. Okay, yeah, um, we got a lot of those. Oh, so, Lawrence Horndor. So, um, said he, he is willing to take the two-hour drive for the meatloafs. Also, before we go, uh, we are working on the 2017 Working Class Bow Hunter shoot. That's mm-hmm. S-H-E-W-T. Um, that's coming out. We're making, uh, I'm making a page on the website and how it's going to work. Um, as, as, as far as what we have planned now is basically if you are in, we're going to cap it off at a certain number of shooters because we have limited space, limited targets and limited, just limited mm-hmm. area altogether. Um, there's going to be a few different TV shows that are going to be here, um, that we've already at, at our shoot that we've already have input and a thumbs up. Um, we're going to do some donations for, to a wounded uh, veterans foundation. Not sure mm-hmm. which one exactly yet. Um, we're working on building this all up, but what it's going to be is if you listen, we're going to give you out a, like a, a passcode and that passcode is going to give you access to this page on our website. You enter the passcode, you can enter your information in there and then that'll, you can schedule whether or not you're going to be there and um, basically select whether, cause we're going to do camping um, food, and shooting your bow, and you can bring a target. Prizes, there'll be all, some. It's gonna be all kinds of stuff. There'll be some beverages, five bucks a cup. Girls drink for free. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> Ignore that. That's but it's a um, perfect world. It'll all be on there, so you guys will have to just stay tuned over the next handful of episodes. We're slowly getting it sorted out. We're, we kind of got a lot of um, a lot of things going on in the fire right now, and we're trying to just work through it. Um, and big news: the podcast is a legitimate company now, which oh, is uh, yeah, we're very high excited five, about high, high five. five. Hey, so, about, uh, about that, guys. Uh, if you thought we weren't legitimate before, we are now. So, uh, <laughs> Thank you, U.S. government. So, yeah, that's uh, all the things we got going on, we've been working on. And uh, I guess good luck to everyone. Send us your pictures. We'll add it yeah. on the website, and we'll share it online. As long as it's a good, clean picture, we try to avoid the back of the truck pictures. Um, don't straddle your don't deer straddle when you take deer. a don't picture. Do it. <laughs> don't step over the deer and take Wait, a picture. Wait, I think I got... I know a buddy with a saddle. I could probably rig that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just feel like it's yeah, so okay. disrespectful right, yeah. to step over a deer. Throw like, a punch. <laughs> um, yeah, you guys, you know, we're, we're absolutely, um, you know, we're all really humbled. I mean, we talk about it. Um, so don't think anything that you send us doesn't go the way of the dodo. I mean, you know, we see it. A lot of these guys are listeners killing their first deer, and it, it just it makes us feel super super warm inside and we're, we're we're happy for you guys you know we're willing to share anything like if you guys are like hey man listen to your episode killed this slick head man send it to us you know we we love seeing that stuff so you know you know where to find us and keep on killing man it depends on where you are it's probably going to be your best weekend to get out there and yeah. do it this weekend and 
That's all I got to add. Curtis. Um, I'm going to throw some Instagram shout-outs real quick. It's the end of the episode, so we'll know if they really listen all the way through. Yeah, exactly. We'll, um, we'll be testing We're going to do uh, Joel T. Cook on Instagram. Um, Aaron... A Aaron eight fifty nine. Hey Aaron, yes, yes. Hey, that's that's my boy right there. Dude. I I love that guy. Man. I've been talking to him a lot. Man. Yeah, he's awesome. He's awesome. Uh, I sent him a picture of that truck. I had a buck in front of me uh, the other morning, uh, the the day I shot my doe. And it, it was completely dark, but the buck walked in front of my trail camera. He was at twenty yards from me. I couldn't tell what he was. Oh, you sent that to him? Yeah. Sure. Could you that's see the awesome. little red light going off? No, it was my bush nail facing away from me. Oh. Um, Ross underscore Charles. Uh, White Tail Experiences Boys, um, Nick McAdams. Um, there's a lot of them on here, and I I really appreciate all the Keep messages. Keep going through it. Love them. Um, Jeremy o- 0325. It's hard to read Instagram names when you're trying to scroll through. Yeah, it is. Um, Jacob Jones 35. Um, Island Red Billy. This was a cool message he sent us. Um, hey, guys. Uh, one of your episodes, you didn't know what they hunted in Guam. This is my uncle, over 70-year-old. 70 years old, just tagged a doe in Guam, um, which is cool. Wow, that's an early episode. You remember, I remember us talking about yeah. that, hunting at Air Force bases. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, this is Dan Solon. Solan. Horrible with names. Sorry. Um, Sorry, Dan Solon. Steel Rain. C underscore Platt 63. You have a package that you have won and have not sent us your information. Remember we did the, the shout-out package? Can't remember what it was for. We did a giveaway for one episode. And uh, so send us your information. You want? Yeah, to give us your information. It's sitting here pending. So, um, <laughs> oh, I know what it is. Uh, Archery talk. Stally seventy eight. St. Oh, yeah. my boy Steve. Yep. Steve's a, dude. That guy is awesome. I I talked to him quite a bit. He's yeah, a cool cat. He's all over our yep. stuff. Yeah. Um, you I talk thought, to him? I do too. Yeah. Oh, he's a good. He's a good dude. <clears throat> uh, Whitetail fit. Um, as always, good guy. His page is actually a really good page to follow. Um, on Instagram, it's a whitetail underscore fit. Um, he's got good quality pictures, puts out good content. Um, I, I dig what he does. It's uh, so definitely he's a good supporter of the show. So thank you. And uh, we're rambling here, but it's a uh, Clint Casper as always. He's he's due for another episode. Yeah. Um, this one I don't know how to say his name on Instagram, but he's he's an awesome guy. M H K E R F on Instagram. Um. Outdoor Junkie ninety four. Am I am I rambling? No, no, keep going, man. No, not at all. Um, shaky Leaf, shaky love that underscore. Leaf. Love that dude. Um, yes, and hey, you know what? I, I finally figured out is why his name is the way it is. Because I remember I was sitting, I was sitting in the stand, and I was like looking down. I start seeing movement. Pull up the binos, and I keep seeing this leaf, and it's it kills me every time because it's that one leaf. That just shaking, even when the wind like mm-hmm. isn't really blowing, it's just going nuts. And I go, shaky leaf. I get it now. <laughs> and it's always in the corner of your eye too. And you're oh, like, it is. And oh, you look at it, and it's that shaking, one leaf. And shaking it's just like tail. a leaf after you shoot. <laughs> yeah. um, Matt Lamonica, love that guy too. Uh, David R. Vance, uh, Donald Montgomery, uh, Trevor Wheeler, Chris Hadley, Jamie Brewer, Sean Herman. Um, all those guys, definitely. Thank you. I'm, I know I'm missing a lot of people here. But I'm trying to just scroll through without. Uh, and we'll thank everyone else. Yeah, Wes Hansen, Kevin Die, um, Ethan Hofflin. Um, there, there's a, there's a bunch. I could keep going, but we'll get to you. I would promise. Just message us, send us some pictures. Um, Don't they, forget to give the Canadian a shout out, Scott Clarky. Scott Clarky. 
Awesome. Hey, I, I talked to that dude on uh, like Facebook Messenger. We were talking about some deer or whatever. But yeah, that guy's Canadian accent. We got to get him back on. We will. We will. I, I, I love that guy, and he's got some cool pictures. And you know, I I, I kind of want to talk about uh, you know in a future episode about Canadian hunting. Well, he yeah. gets after. It. We'll yeah. talk to him because he hikes in a lot and he, he mm-hmm. does traditional hunting. And uh, yeah, he does. He's definitely an interesting guy. So we we'll to we'll yeah. have to get him on for sure. That's his own episode. His own featured mm-hmm. episode. Um. Also, uh, the hard hat stickers. If anyone wants them, let us know. Just message us. Yeah, we'll get them we'll out to you. We'll send them yeah, to you. No that's, charge. That's going to time out soon, though. That's going to time out. Um, but, yeah, we got a lot, but once they run out, they're gone, and we're going to yep. we're gonna recycle. Limited time offer. And then when, when, once the store's out, we're going to try and make three different um, styles. Um, they won't be the same hard hat style, but, uh, yeah, message us. If we missed you, we'll get to you. We promise just remind us. Um, mm-hmm. They got quite a few, and they get confused there for a bit. But I feel like I've been rambling around for like 20 minutes here just oh, now. Man, you know, we're um, – again, we we couldn't do this without you, you know, you listeners out there. And we're, we're just super pumped that you guys enjoy what we do, and we enjoy when you go out there and kill stuff. So – Message us, uh, deer. Uh, I should say deer in legal game. All right, don't don't take that the wrong way. Some all right, boys, I'm wrapping this up. You guys got anything? Anyone? Nope. No, man, we're all good. All right, nope. good, good luck, luck to you. Thanks good for shooter. listening. We love you, and you know what to do. Go shoot your bow.